Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is June 20th, 2022, Monday. Hope everyone's doing good out there and had a good weekend and spent some time with your family celebrating uh, Father's Day and getting a chance, if your father's still alive, to spend some time with your father or just tell him uh, that you love him. And hopefully that uh, is, is something a lot of folks can still do. I know my father passed away back in... 2001 so he's been gone for for a long time now but uh, definitely just want to uh, give a shout out to all the good fathers out there you know my stepfather he was such a great guy uh, Larry uh, in, in helping raise me and there's so many fathers out there who may not be the biological father but were a great influence to you whether it may not even been a stepfather it could have just been uh, a friend of the family or someone else that stepped up and and, and took that uh, that role on, you know, hopefully you, you acknowledge them and let them know that you love them. All right, we've got a whole lot of ground to cover here before we get rocking with some music. Big, big news out of Motley Crue camp. Uh, you know, they just kicked off the uh, stadium tour here uh, this past week, and the first gig that they played on uh June 16th in Atlanta, Georgia, the fans were shocked when drummer Tommy Lee, after just a handful of songs, I think it was four or five songs, comes out and uh, from behind the kit and explains to the crowd that he has suffered four broken ribs prior to the start of the tour. And then he ultimately just handed over the drumsticks to... Uh, uh, Tommy Clefidos is is the uh, the drummer who's also worked with Black Sabbath, and he took over for the drumming for the for the rest of the uh, the gig, and subsequently is is continuing to be, you know, really the the full time drummer uh, during these gigs for Motley Crue, not Tommy Lee. So a lot of uh, People are just losing their minds, you know, fans that went to this concert, waited, you know, several years to finally see it. It was twice postponed. And some of these folks have spent thousands of dollars for their ticket. Uh, I've seen tickets go anywhere from a thousand to over several thousand more. I haven't even really found out how much these tickets were fully, uh, uh, what, they, what the highest priced ones were. I know that the uh, meet and greet, the VIP meet and greet for Motley Crue, uh, that was still allowed to happen uh, despite the the, uh, the COVID uh, surge going on. I guess they met somehow behind a plastic, uh, you know, protective type screen or however they were able to do it so that they were able to do a meet and greet. But that was $3,500. So there's a lot of money that's into this and a lot of people just are not satisfied with, with this whole Motley Crue situation. Um, you know... They could have postponed this easily the third time, knowing what they they knew about Tommy Lee's broken ribs. So it's just, it's a big mess. Now, the story that I have broken 
that's just blowing up all around the uh, the internet right now is the um, the tip, the news tip that there was a fight that actually took place before um, before the concert, the, the the kickoff of the stadium tour. So it was uh, away from it wasn't at the Atlanta, Georgia location. This was previous to them arriving there. It would have happened at their at the last uh, rehearsal that Motley Crue had before they they would have left for the uh, for Atlanta, Georgia. So. This is what's being said that there was a fight that took place between Vince Neil and uh, Tommy Lee over some words, some derogatory comments made by Tommy Lee to Vince Neil about his weight issues. And whether it was said jokingly or however, uh, he said words like fat boy and Vince Neil because everybody knows that, that the whole joke online is that everyone's been calling Vince Neil Vince Meal. Like he likes to eat a meal. So that's been the running kind of joke with Vince uh, the past year or two, especially online if you go on YouTube or these, these things. And so uh, apparently that's what was said. And it prompted Vince Neal had enough, apparently, and he just lost it and tackled Tommy Lee. And it literally tackled him into, as a, like a football player would tackle somebody, into the drum kit. Of Tommy Lee's drum kit, and Tommy Lee apparently crashed into the cymbal section, and that's where he he suffered the injury. So this is uh, this story is just just coming out now, and it's uh, pretty crazy. If you think about it, you know what was all on the line and what was at, at stake here, and uh, everybody's really just you know having a laugh fest right now with this band. I mean, it's I really think that they should have uh, really thought more strongly about how this was going to happen you know if they, they're not going to be able to have tommy lee play throughout the whole concert i think they should have postponed it again i just don't see the whole purpose and point if you're the fans paid to go see motley Crue reunite to see to see tommy lee only play for a few songs if even that and look we don't know how this is going to continue to go on as the the tour goes uh forward because you know this is a serious injury for four ribs uh broken that's that's some significant healing that needs to go on anywhere from two to six months i'm being told and uh or else you know it's just going to become you know something that uh it it, it, it could become a problem for him as far as a, uh something if it doesn't heal right if he continues to try to play through it uh, who knows what can happen with this so we don't know how much really tommy's going to be playing in these concerts moving forward he might start to not play in the concerts at all. We don't know that yet. He's saying that he's still going to try and stay at the start of the gigs playing the first few songs. But, you know, his doctors told him that he's not supposed to be playing at all. So don't be surprised if, if, if uh, Tommy Lee bows out of this thing and we don't see him, uh, you know, at the shows. So that's, that's what a lot of people are worried about. This story is continuing to, to develop. We'll see what else happens. A lot of other uh, stories to talk about. The MetalDen.com. We've got uh, Aska, uh, Texas power metal band. Aska's released new fan film. Uh, concert footage is, is online. You can check out. Venom Inc. has debuted Don't Feed Me Your Lies single. So check that out. That's off of their uh, forthcoming uh, September 23rd release for the new album. There's only 
black. Infanteria, uh, their killer little uh, South African UK progressive thrashers that are putting out uh, a new album. You can check that out. That's that's just been dropped. Got all the details of the metal den. Uh, Bloodlet has premiered a new song. Definitely want to check that out. Jungle Rot has a US tour uh, with Insight. So all sorts of cool stuff going on uh, at TheMetalDen.com as well as check out RandyRocketCody.com for my latest uh, news post. The latest one I've got up on there is about the, uh, the Omicron surge. If you want to learn more about how uh, uh, President Biden is failing in the protection of the people out there, it'll just pretty straight up tell you, you know, a lot of the policies he's doing right now are, are putting Americans in danger and, uh, you know, it's going to allow this thing to continue to spread and, and, and continue to grow to the point where, you know, they could p potentially lock us all down again. So, you know, that's what a lot of people worried about is that we're not taking care of each other, not, uh, you know, not wearing the mask when we're in close confines, uh, you know, or in crowds, large crowd gathering type situations. Um, so, no, no mandates have been brought down. Everything's been lifted. Everything, everybody says everything's, you know, going away yet. People are still coming down with this COVID. People are still dying of it. The numbers are there. You just got to go do the research yourself. So we'll see what happens with how this uh, continues to go and how it affects the concerts moving forward. Um, obviously, we, we've already started to see the wheels come off the uh, the train wreck that we knew was going to happen with Motley Crue. It's, it's just going to be one of those things where we don't know how long even Vince Neil is going to be able to last doing this. These songs... Uh, live after not having been you know performing long concerts in a while you know he was just doing his solo concerts first of all they were a disaster these past two years hell he fell off the stage at one concert and one one show a year ago uh in may uh vince neal actually quit during the song saying that he couldn't sing anymore that his voice was gone so we're only a few shows into this stadium tour and i'm telling you right now it's already a disaster for motley Crue. so we're going to see how much worse it gets and I just, I just, I cannot see, the only thing I can see happening here at this point is maybe having them replaced. Having, there was always talk early on about maybe a band like Rat or someone like that coming in and replacing Motley Crue on this tour because of all the problems that they were having. And um, obviously there's a whole lot of, of turmoil that's going on uh, behind closed doors that we're not being told about, that's being covered up. That's why they did not allow any footage to be shown to the band during rehearsals before this whole thing started. That's why they didn't go play a warm-up show like a uh, surprise warm-up show like a band would typically do. Okay, There's a lot of turmoil going on with Motley Crue. And so the wheels have come off. It's right in front of your face, just like I told everybody it would be, that this band is a disaster. And this comeback tour was a total disaster in the making. And, and that is exactly what is unfolding right before our eyes right now so really really fascinating but we'll, we'll keep uh keep details coming out the meldan.com as we learn more about it okay all right well before we get rocking with some music um i definitely wanted to send out thanks to everyone who's been supporting my work at the meldan.com and uh randy rock at cody.com you know i i'll be making another appearance on fm rock radio coming up at the start of july we'll be talking about my investigation for the zodiac killer and my, um, you know, I've named who I believe is the killer who's never been named before. So he's a uh, prime suspect uh, named Michael Aquino. 
and this is a guy you're going to learn more about is is the uh, the months and and uh, years unfold because he's a very very important figure within the United States government and really the new world order and what we're going to see transpire here in in the uh, the coming years with all of that so uh, you're going to learn a lot more about why exactly why I believe he's the Zodiac Killer, and that report's going to uh, come out. We'll have that coming out here later in this month at randyrocketcody.com, but I'll be making that appearance with, with uh, WQEE 99.1 in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, coming up at the start of July, the, the, uh, the first Wednesday. All right, so uh, as well, I'm going to uh, conclude a little bit of uh, the talk I had with Ryan, back, I was on the show actually just on the 15th, the day before the Motley Crue tour kicked off, talking about these very things, about the whole Motley Crue uh, situation, the COVID, and how that was going to affect everything with, with this. And uh, But as it looks right now, everything's pretty, uh, you know, they've lifted all the mask mandates. You know, nobody's having to wear masks off the shows. They encourage you to, but you're not mandated to. So anyways, all right, well, listen, again, thank you, everybody, for all your support. Let's get rocking with some music. It's August 12th, 1996, inside 5150 Studios. Eddie Van Halen just told Mitch Malloy, congratulations, you're in Van Halen. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mitch Malloy's Van Halen Experience.
playing in, in Steppenwolf and stuff, and then I, the first moderate band I got into was Death Leopard. Yeah, great and stuff. And then it led me to Molly Proof. Yeah, okay. And But I didn't like any of the other glam bands. Yeah. I, I, I liked Molly Crew. Uh -huh. I liked Death Leopard. I liked Guns N' Roses, but that was about it. The rest of them, to me, were just too girly. All right, we're going on, so hold on. Okay, brother. 28,000 plus of you worldwide on the Shoutcast. Shout out loud. We're across the Fridge Radio Network. Earth Rock Radio, New Mexico, the Navajo Nation. And right there, ladies and gentlemen, across our four radio network dials in East Alabama, West Georgia, including the home of the Walking Dead <laughs> at 99.1 FM WQEE here in the Metro LA area of Newton, the home of the Rhino Radio Penitentiary at the Buffalo Rock Empty Studios. Good morning, all you fantastic brand new listeners to me. We got a lot of new listeners. Our experts, you guys know what to do. You take them over the corner. It's the penitentiary. You know what I mean? And, and I'm just kidding, guys. And also, to all my haters out there, I got this to say to you. So true, ladies and gentlemen, so true. I am the man around here. Well, welcome again on this Wednesday, a special edition of Weird Wednesday with a special guest. He is the most dangerous journalist in the business. We're going to talk with him about all the stuff that's going on with the Zodiac Killer to Brandon Lee. Last month, we, we relived uh, uh, the seven-year anniversary death of the one, the only Chris Cornell. And this morning, welcome. We're going to have a special tribute this morning, too, and get ready for rock and roll and more. The one, the only, Randy Rocket. Cody, what's up, Randy? Hey, brother, what's going on? I am so excited for this weird Wednesday morning to have you on with us. We're going to talk, we're going to have two segments we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about the COVID-19 spread that continues to be out there that seems the mainstream media and everybody else is not looking at. And the second part is we're going to talk about Motley Crue Stadium Tour with Poison, Jeff Leppard, Don't Get in the Black Hearts and all that. And I know the first stadium tour after two and a half years begins tomorrow night and we're going to dive into that in just a few moments. Also, we're going to get updates because next month we're going to talk about the Zodiac Killer. So let's go ahead and get it kicked off here. Let me go ahead and pull this up, Randy. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with uh, with the COVID-19. So let's talk about your new report posted at your personal site today, RandyRocketCody.com. What is the title of it and what is, what is it all about? Okay, great. Um, thank you for all that. I really appreciate, you know, such a such an awesome introduction. Um, the uh, the new report up at randyrocketcody.com is is titled "The Stealth Omicron Surge: President Biden's Failure to Protect the American People!" Exclamation point. Yeah, and it's 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 basically it's basically um, about what's going on. You know, you keep hearing about this uh, this silent uh, or stealth surge, as they're calling it, that's going on um, all throughout America. Uh, the numbers are, are telling us that in, in, in some respects they are starting to stabilize in some spots, but in really in, in really the areas where we really need to be worrying about, um, it's it's actually going in the other direction. And so we have a lot of, of conflicting um, you know voices out there, uh, either on one side or the other, about what needs to be done in terms of you know how, how we're going to handle this <clears throat> this thing moving forward. And how we're going to uh, bring it to an end, ultimately. 
Now, what you're looking at with with uh, respect to Biden and what he's done just most recently with uh, ending the, uh, the the mandate meant to uh, keep contain the spread of the, vi- the virus, he's he's right. stopping, he's lifting the the, the testing needed uh, before for any international travelers before they come over here within 24 hours. Uh, that that's a concern. Yeah, and speaking of, of that uh, being a concern, do you think that this policy is going to have any long-term effects on the infection rate by Biden ending the testing mandate? Yeah, I, th- I think personally, I think that, it, you know, we have all these different experts telling us that right. we, that we've got we've 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 still got a problem on our hands. And the reason that is, um, is, is, is really what's so scary about all this is the reinfection um, that goes on uh, with with this Omicron um, variant and its sub variants. OK, there are these yeah. these are the ones we need to worry about, because that's what's going to that's what's going to cause this thing to spread like wildfire. Now, um, MSN has noted that throughout this uh, pandemic, studies have shown that a previous infection uh, provides typically immunity against catching COVID again, okay? Um, right. As well as often protecting against, you know, any of these other uh, variants. However, new research indicates that there's virtually no extra immunity boost from getting Omicron, leaving people at risk of being infected from the strain in its sub uh, variants. So this is... Um, this explains why the cases are continuing to rise, especially in the hot spots like, for example, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, my, my research tells me that Atlanta, Georgia is pretty much the worst place uh, in terms of uh, infection rate over the history of, of this pandemic. Um, and, and the numbers, as I told you on the last uh, time I was on your show, just at the end of March, start of April, they registered so bad the new infection numbers that it hit the... Um, you know, cancel all large gatherings on that 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 point on the scale. So that's how bad it got. And and as I said, the numbers have, have generally tripled on all the hot spots in, in the last month. You guys went from four to twelve. I already, I already indicated that, and I've I've already backed it up with 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 all right. all everything I need to do with with my statistics. So, but the bottom line is, you've got these people telling you that that this this is still a problem because of the fact that um, we've got underreporting that's going on. Okay, the, the people that are at home testing, that's not getting out into the into the, the regular numbers that are being reported. So they're saying that they're saying that it's anywhere from 10 to 30 times worse in terms of the infection numbers than what's.
Mr. Sam Kennison. My God, he showed up. It's not like the Joan Rivers show. He actually showed up. He's here. I'm recording here because I started in Houston many years ago. At the comedy workshop and dry cleaners. Where you can now tell jokes and get a shirt pressed while you wait. Well, it was, it was. It was nothing to be proud of. You know, it was like, you know. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's past, okay? Yeah, yeah, he's a big star now, but he used to, like, blow guys for a fucking living, so. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Can I suck you, please? Take down your pants. I want to blow your balls off. Give it to me. Let me see what you got down there. I've done the gay terminator. That's right, I'm gay cyborg. Pull off your pants. Dance for me, little man. Make your weenie hard for me now. Do it now. I want to blow you away. Open your ass. Open it. My God, it's the gay cyborg. Oh, oh, oh! It's gay cyborg. The Terminator's back. This time he's gay. Oh, shit! That's right. Suck my cyborg cock. Suck it. Steel, it's made of steel. I come oil, I come oil. Oh, great, great, I gotta blow a robot, great. The gay cyborg. Okay, I did fuck up recently in show business. Let's get this out of the way, because I know you might be a little curious. I mean, I didn't think it was that big of a fucking deal. There's bigger news stories happening, you know. There's a guy in Milwaukee with heads in his icebox, but our top story is... Sam Kennison missed the Joan Rivers show. This is like I'm the only guy that's fucked up in show business lately. There's a couple guys out there that have, I think have like outdone me a little bit. Like Rick fucking James, for starters, right? I missed the show. I missed the show. I didn't torture a woman with a fucking bass pipe. I'm not out on $500,000 bail, all right? I'm not Billy Preston who's going, eh, donde esta la fiesta? I didn't do that. I'm not Axel Rose who has a warrant out for his arrest in the state of Missouri for inciting a riot. $300,000 worth of damage. 60 people injured. I missed the show! These guys make me look like fucking Pat Sajak, all right? So I'm going to thank them. I missed the show. I missed the show. I missed a show that has six fucking viewers, okay? I can write them all a letter and still, I can buy a box of stationery, write them a letter and still have like envelopes and shit, that's all. Dear star, sorry, dear fucking bedridden person. Come on, who watches the fucking Joan Rivers show? People bedridden and housewives, yeah, that's my audience. That's my demographics, the bedridden. Oh, Sam Kirsten's on, all right. Yeah, who the fuck watches Joan Rivers? And I was in a show the other night, somebody yelled out, Fuck Joan Rivers! And I was like going, well, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I know me, I know me! I like to say no. I'd like to say yeah, but no, I, I would, I'd do her. Come on, folks, you, you know, we've done, some of us have done worse, guys, you know what I mean? I mean you know, 
I was at her house. We were alone. We were drunk. Some stoli. The pictures of Edgar were face down. And, you know, yeah. I'm fucking, I'd do it. I'd do it. I would mean to. I'd probably feel bad about it later. But, you know, I, I didn't want to do it. I had to do Penny Marshall once, okay? I had to fuck my burn. Not proud of it. Not proud of it. It was before I had management. I didn't know what I was doing in my career. I did snort an L off her tit, though. I remember that. I, I had to do it! Yeah, like, this is going to be on the album. Woman's up for best directing Oscar last year. I'm going to put out an album set. I snorted coke off her tit. I did. So just between me and you. See, so you're getting all the inside stuff here. Oh, right now the engineer's going, what the fuck? He's not, he can't use any of this. I hope he's having fun. We can't use shit. Arnold Schwarzenegger sucks dick. Yeah, he's getting sued for that. If Tom Selleck sued, Tom Selleck was a little embarrassed about that, huh? He was on that absolutely queer poster. <laughs> and took it personally. The guy can't take a joke. I didn't even think he was gay until he was so upset. And then I went, wait a second. Why is he so upset? If he was like fucking totally straight, he'd, you know, he'd laugh it off. But no, he's like, hey, hey, hey! I never sucked a dick on Magnum P.I., goddammit! I never had a dick up my ass. Hey! He got all upset. <laughs> now everybody has that look, though. When you see Tom Zell, you go, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. You know, he put that dot there. If he just laughed it off, it would have been all right. I'm not the only guy that's messed up in show business lately. Come on. It's not like I'm Pee Wee Herman who has to live with his mistake the rest of his life. Here's a man that had a man. Here's a man with a children's show. Pee Wee's Clubhouse. Here's a man that parents all of America thought they could trust. We can trust him with our children. He'll be all right. It's Pee Wee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Pee Wee they thought they knew. In real life, he was at an adult theater going, oh, Nurse Nancy, uh, uh, Nurse Nancy, uh, uh, yeah, make my peewee hard, will you? Uh, uh. Nasty fucking little guy in a plant suit and a red bow tie. I think he should get the sternest punishment they can dish out. Execution. Execute peewee. Make an example out of him to other people that are involved in children's programming. Execution! Hang him, make him do that fucking big shoe dance on the end of a rope. Hang him! Hang him! Put the fucking big shoes on him and kick out the stool. Make an example out of his ass. Come on, there's been other people who children's programming. Look at Captain Kangaroo. This man had to be Captain Kangaroo for over 30 fucking years. No scandal, no controversy. Drank a lot. You would too. Fuck, man. I don't think the guy knew the show was going to go on 30 fucking years. God damn it, I'm Captain Kangaroo. I thought the fucking gig would last two or three years and I'd spend my whole fucking life as Captain Kangaroo. He looked like a heavy fucking drinker, man. Just at home going, I was an actor, Jesus Christ, I was in the actor's studio, and I wanted to do the death of a salesman, I wanted to wave Willie. I got him, Captain Kangaroo! But he kept it together! 
he was just, you know, he's fucking discouraged all the time. Never saw him excited. He was like, good morning, boys and girls. Right. Hey, hey, let's take the walk of death and go over here and talk to Mr. Grandfather Clock, huh? All right. Yeah, all right. Oh, look, oh, look, there's Mr. Bunny. How's it feel to have a hand up your ass, little fuck, huh? I was very fucking depressed, but he never fucking snapped. He held it together. Mr. Green Jeans took his own fucking life. Couldn't handle it. Woke up with name with my God, I'm 63, and I'm Mr. Green Jeans! And took his fucking life. He's dead. Green Jeans is dead. He couldn't sneak. He snapped. He snapped like a fucking rubber band. He lost it, man. He realized he was in career hell and went, oh, no! Kangaroo kept it together, but you know, Green Jeans was dead. It was like, you know, sorry, that's it. You're retired now. You can you can have a normal haircut. Remember that fucking haircut they used to make him wear? The guy was 50 and he looked like a mongoloid. He had that bowl on his head. That fucking cut, man, those lamb chops. He looked like an ass. He did. His wife probably gave him shit. I married a loser! Look at you! God, you told me you're an actor. You're Captain Kangaroo! People laugh at us when we go out. Can't help it, you fucking bitch. I'm under a contract! God damn it, I didn't know the show would last 30 years! CBS stands for cock-sucking bastard sons of bitches! I'm in hell! Oh, oh! Man, no, no, you never know! Who knows? He handled it, though. He didn't snap. No controversy. He wasn't in a fucking adult either going, I am Nurse Nancy, Nurse Nancy. No. He didn't do that. He loved the kids so much. Captain Kangaroo kept it together. He didn't fuck up. I can fuck up. People expect that from me. I'm not on a lunchbox. There are no Sammy dogs. That's right. I'm family entertainment on another level. My fans would have been disappointed if I would have showed up for the Joan Rivers show. That's right, my fans are going, yes, hey! Mucho fiesta! Yeah, execution. That's the only step for Pee Wee.
as if the rock and roll world had not gone off the deep end enough, now we have late Soundgarden frontman Chris Cornell's wife to deal with, Vicki Cornell. Have you seen what this witchy woman looks like? Holy shitballs. I would have killed myself if she was my old lady. Vicki Cornell looks like Telly Savalas with a wig on. Ugly. But on a serious note, I was the lead investigative journalist who covered Chris Cornell's tragic death back in 2017, and I'm convinced that this female psychopath carrying a $50,000 purse helped murder her rock star husband. I was interviewed all over the world about this, from the Detroit News to the Romania Journal. Yes, the home of Dracula, Vicky's great-great-great-grandfather. My journalism reached hundreds of millions all over Earth. This is a very serious situation. The fake news media wants you to believe he killed himself and are covering up the truth. My advice is for everyone to start doing some research on your own. Stop living in a bubble. Don't believe a word the mainstream news reports. You've heard of the coronavirus, right? A bunk fear porn story put out by the New World Order. Well, Vicky has infected the world with the Cornell virus. It makes people believe every word she says. The world has literally turned into a bunch of brain dead zombies. Ah, uh, uh, me zombie. Leave Vicky alone. She loved her husband. The Cornell virus has made stupid people even dumber, which I find absolutely amazing. How do you lower a zero IQ? Stop making fun of us. We would kill for Vicky. She makes us all so happy. I swear to Christ, people today no longer think for themselves. They take the first line of bullshit any elitist, celebrity, government, politician, or news anchor spouts out as the holy grail of truth. Without ever looking behind the curtain that has been pulled over your eyes to keep you from learning that they are completely full of shit. Uh, I love our Vicky. And if you say anything bad about her, uh, I'm going to tell my mama on you. Uh. Maybe if you geniuses spent a few minutes away from the predictive satanic programming on Netflix and looked at the forensic evidence, you would see that I already proved Chris Cornell was murdered. I spoke to a locksmith expert and a 28-year former police officer who told me that the story fed to us by Chris's bodyguard doesn't add up. He says he kicked in the door, but this expert said there would need to be much more damage done to the door. One of these people mentioned in Epstein's Black Book was Courtney Love. who is a very close buddy of Vicki Cornell's. She even attended Chris Cornell's funeral. And even her husband was found dead in a highly suspicious manner himself. 
Remember Kurt Nobrain? It's time to wake up, ladies and gentlemen. The New World Order is not your friend. The elitists in charge all around the world are abducting kids and either putting them into sex slavery or they're sacrificing them at satanic rituals and harvesting them for a super drug called adrenochrome and then eating them. Ah, Rocket, you're just pulling our leg. Vicky does not eat people. Vicky is my friend. Ah. Vicky Cornell is the wicked witch of grunge. She's exploiting her late husband and trying to profit off the bullshit suicide narrative. But you don't have to believe me. I'm going to sleep just fine tonight. Whether you do or don't, you walking dead zombies. Ah, Rocket. You're just a troublemaker. We love our Vicky. My investigation uncovered the truth about Pizzagate, okay? And now I have been permanently suspended from YouTube. No three strikes, and you're out. They just pulled the plug on my channel like a failed TV pilot starring some has-been from the 80s. But everyone still thinks Pizzagate was a hoax. They never stopped to look behind that curtain. Instead, it's more important to keep believing the lies spewed by the wicked witch of grunge, Vicki Cornell. Unbelievable. Chris Cornell was telling everyone that human trafficking by the elite was a problem right before he died. He uncovered that black book owned by Jeff Repstein, and next was found partially suspended from a door in his hotel room. That doesn't stink a foul play to you people? Were any of you born with a brain in your head? Ah, uh, stop making fun of us, Rocket. We are not stupid people. Uh. Watch your lady go. Oh, 
I'm not built to bless. I'm not.